NFL Time Machine, an Old Souls Football Podcast, Episode 1. Neil and I relive the 2003 ASC Championship game. What led up to it? How did it shape the narrative around the Brady-Manning debate? We cover all that, plus we take a look at this weekend's title games. All that next. Two thousand three was a fucking crazy season. So we're gonna we're, we're gonna eventually get to the two thousand three AFC Championship game. Colts Patriots, basically the de facto Super Bowl. The NFC really wasn't that good. You had a weird Panthers team, but the whole season, if you liked football, I would argue that outside of maybe like the two thousand seven season where you had the undefeated Patriots, this was the most entertaining year of probably, I would say, like the last 20 years. Yeah, the storylines from that season, um, from beginning to end, uh, were crazy. You know, you were in the the beginning, you didn't know it, but you were in the beginning of a Patriots dynasty, Um, even though they kind of looked like one, you know, one-year wonders after 02. Um, And like we said, we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but um, some crazy division races, um, some incredible offenses, some very good defenses. Um, it was a really fun year. Uh, I was only eight years old, but it's a year that I fondly remember. Yeah, so I'll go through a few uh, little tidbits of what 2003 was. I was 10, fifth grade, but I remember a lot of these. And number one, Season one of The Apprentice comes out in January of 2004. So just to give you a little bit of perspective, and the most influential guy in the world, Donald Trump probably, That's he really had his first major yeah. show on network TV in January of 2004. The uh, best uh, Madden of all Michael time. <laughs> the one with Michael Michael Vick on the cover. And the, Mad, the fucking Madden curse too, man. He yeah, breaks his leg in preseason, so like that made it. <laughs> yeah, that made it all yeah. the more real that he he breaks his leg preseason. We're all hyped up about Mike Vick because what he did mm-hmm. in the playoffs the year before in Green Bay. You know, they had that commercial yes. with him on the roller coaster, uh, or like the kid on the, the roller Mike coaster with Mike Vick. But when you're on the cover of the Was video he game, the man, first because. Like Marshall Falk in O two, like he was Madden O three for the two thousand two season. They weren't good, but I don't was oh yeah, I think he did get injured. Uh he might have gotten injured, the but the Rams bad. sucked. And they went from they went from like what, one of the best teams that, of all time that didn't win a Super that's Bowl. That's something to I want to talk about one day. What whatever shit. happened to Kurt Warner after two thousand one? That'll be a, a show topic someday. Yeah. Well, Speaking of a storyline, I think, he, like, I didn't write this down in my notes, but wasn't Kurt Warner benched in the Mark 2003 Bulger season? Came in. So, so Mark Mark Bolger replaces a Hall of Fame quarterback. Two years after, win- not, even two, not even two full years after winning an MVP. You have Drew Brees and the Chargers. Remember, yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback on the Chargers. LT. Worst record in the NFL. Worst record in the NFL. Yeah. Number one pick. And they go on to use that number one pick to draft Eli Manning, who never plays it down. So, I mean, really the 04 draft, if you want to it's consider that as an extension of the 03 season, 
And that it was, was fucking crazy too. So we are, we're in the midst of it, man. So much entertainment, but you have that situation with the Chargers. Steve Spurrier, head yeah. coach of the Redskins, and it's a total disaster. And they had, O2, they had those really awesome spearheaded uniform or helmets. And they went back to the, the, uh, the, the normal Redskin logo, and it just, you know, I think they lost, even though they weren't good in 02, but um, everybody thought he was going to bring the run and gun from the SEC to the NFC East, and it did not work it out at all. Well, it also probably doesn't work out. Who was the Patrick quarterback Ramsey of that team? Like Patrick Ramsey? Like Tim Hasselback? Yeah. Not even Matt Hasselback. <laughs> yeah, that's Hot take. I think that might be why it didn't work too. I, mean, I don't even I'm remember just, who their receiver. You put Kurt were. Warner on the Redskins. I, I think I think that was before like Chris Cooley yeah. really took off too at tight end. So I don't. He might have been like a rookie because they signed a bunch of guys. That might have been why I think they went like on a free agent splurge in the mid two thousands and they signed. Yeah, a bunch Dan of guys. Snyder got pissed oh, like off. London and Fletcher he was, was like, part of I this. have to. Yeah. I don't know. Figure this mess out. Because wasn't London, like on the defensive side of the ball, London Fletcher was a one of those yeah. free agent acquisitions. Because when he, he ran, was he was a Ram and through O three or maybe through O two. One of those he joined Washington yeah. in O three or O four. I can't remember. Yeah. So, but anyway, Spurrier's on the Redskins. It's a total disaster, but it's great television because Spurrier's really interesting. I think the college game still yeah. misses him, like because. All these guys now are robots because they're they're basically CEOs. The old ball coach wasn't that. Oh, he, I was you know, wrong. He was great uh, for a sound London bite. Fletcher didn't get to Washington until 07. He's, he had a stop in Buffalo in between St. Louis and Washington. I don't I even remember never, that. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. And understated, I hadn't even brought this up yet, America's team with really at that point America's yeah. coach, Bill Big Parcells, two. his first season. Yep, because, you know, the Cowboys, late 90s, early 2000s, were really struggling. They just weren't necessarily winning a lot of games. They had a maybe a playoff appearance in 99, I think. But in 2000 to 2002, yeah. they sucked. And Parcells came in to really turn that whole franchise around in terms of how they draft and develop players. And I would actually argue they're still using a lot of what Parcells taught them. Yeah, they had an incredible Uh, defense that really came out of nowhere in 03. Um, And it it helped, too, that the the kind of the crazy thing was they ran with Quincy Carter still in 03. Like, he was not good uh, for, like, 01 and 02. And uh, he turned into a serviceable starter. They got to the playoffs. Um, Yeah. You remember Dat Wynn? Wynn. I don't you remember, remember him. He was the Vietnamese Vietnamese linebacker. He was really good. He was on the. I remember him on the Cowboys. That was like one of their star players. And in, who was the uh, their practice squad quarterback um, that year? <coughs> Romo it was Romo. On he that? was an undrafted Romo free agent in 03. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy that somebody that was undrafted would stay on the roster that long before he even got a shot. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like. Because he didn't really even hit the scene the until middle of what, 06, 06? Uh, when um, Bledsoe got injured. Yeah. And I'll get into it in a little bit when we start talking about the Colts, because I'll, I'll have my whole diatribe. One thing we, we will learn when we're talking about this era 
is nowadays we give yeah. up on people yes. way too fucking fast. Like, because you just said it, Tony Romo had his coming out party like into his what? That would have been his season. fourth season. As an undrafted free, like in professional an undrafted football. free agent now, yeah. if <clears throat> if they're not on an active roster yeah. at the end of year three, they're selling insurance. Neil, can you uh, can you spell XFL <laughs> for me? Because that's what would happen. I mean, the UFL. They're, they're going actually, to the XFL. And yeah, oh yeah. So they combine the USFL with the XFL. It's not gonna work, right? Yeah. You, are you telling me spring football is gonna be a failure? One one day, one of these. Oh my gosh! If the NFL would just lend a helping hand to one of these leagues, it would it would work. I think, but they won't, they'll never do that. But anyways, let's get yeah, on with the O three season. Vikings collapse. Oh. My favorite part of this season. Because <laughs> what a fucking ending to the season. Green Bay was not that they, good. They three. start by they advanced they, metrics. They were very good, though. They they had a lot of bad luck early on and, and a lot of injuries, too, I think, right? Chiefs, that Chiefs game was bad where they yeah. lost at home. Um, but, like, it, you know, just to recap to people, you know, towards the end of the season, they started catching fire. A game a lot of people remember is that Raiders game on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Favre goes crazy. Night after his dad but died. On the flip side, the Vi- yeah. So Green Bay gets hot at the end. You know, on their way to a ten and six season, the Vikings start off red hot. Six and They're like one. one of the best teams in the league. Six and one. So through seven games, they win six. They're on their way. They're going to lock up the NFC North, no problem, until they don't. So down the stretch, they're just not very good. They end up finish where they where were they no 10 they six were as well? they were nine, and, nine seven and seven because it wasn't even like they yeah. went from absolutely maybe playing for like a bye in the playoffs to not even getting a wild card. That was a rough like twelve month period too because like the Vikings had this epic collapse that ended with Nate Poole of the Cardinals catching a touchdown pass. From Josh McCown, who was a rookie at the time. That last-second touchdown knocks Minnesota out and puts Mm -hmm. Green Bay in the field. Green Bay was out of it because that that Saturday they had the Seahawks winning against San Francisco. And that basically, like, that kind of – most Packer fans were probably like, we're not making it now because all Minnesota has to do to keep – because I think Dallas was pretty much locked in already. Yeah, Minnesota just has to beat yeah. the shitty Green Cardinals team. And that, this was an arrow. Because this was like right... Was, I, I think Fitzgerald wasn't even there yet. So, like, they had... There was, like, just very little going yeah. for the Arizona Cardinals. I, I think, think maybe Anquan, Anquan Bolden was a Bolden rookie. Might have been a they rookie. were playing in Tempe still. So like, and there was no... Nobody was coming to games. It's probably more Vikings fans at that game than there were Cardinals fans. I think when I said rookie Josh McCown, that should probably give you a clue that this <laughs> yeah. team fucking sucked. So uh, Emmett Smith I mean, would have been on that team. So anyway, all respect to Josh McCown. I'm sure he's going to be a great Houston Texans <laughs> coach one day. But he, he I'm got telling the shaft you, in Carolina, like, th- that think. team was not. If they hired Josh oh, yeah. McCown, that would be hilarious. They, I mean, they hired Dan Morgan, who like did a what great, a great job. season. Like, the front office for the Panthers really. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dan Morgan. I actually had his he was jersey. The coolest by the way. looking. I loved like I used to love. I'm still a big fan of 
face masks. He was was gritty. gritty. He had an awesome face mask with the Revolution helmet, and he had the dark visor. He looked awesome. And he had, like, I think he had long hair. Yeah. Like, he was, like, the prototypical, like, when I make my guy in Madden, I want him to look like Dan Morgan. He played he played in Miami too, and Miami was so cool back then. Like in yeah. my the U, obviously. So, you you had all these. But, uh, but going back to the Vikings, uh, they had this epic collapse at the end of the season. Green Bay gets in on the basically the last play of the Viking season. So the, they're playing the Broncos at Lambeau. Green Bay is, and no one in the stands gives a shit of what's going and, on. In the, yeah, th- there like was 30. no smartphones back then, so not uh, people couldn't be on yeah. their phone like watching the game. The only yeah. way, and like you can see, like if, I think you, if you watch the NFL, no, no NFL, NFL red zone. zone. That I think they took the the score off the out of town scoreboard in Lambeau so that the team didn't get distracted during yeah. the game. The only way the people in that stadium knew is by the people in the uh, in the suites. And they saw yeah. they saw a couple they, people going nuts, and the rest of the crowd figured it out. The team was the last ones to figure it out. Yeah, like, and I think the the TV crew specifically focused on Deanna Favre. Yeah, because like they were like Deanna Favre was in her suite because that used to be the thing, and like she was T. So Swift she's in her suite, T-Swift. and they're all celebrating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, famous yeah, for right. Green Bay because like let's she's face, the first like, lady of like, Green all Bay. All you have to do is. I mean, you could be like Darnell Savage's girlfriend and be famous <laughs> yeah. in Green Bay. But, like, so Vikings have this epic collapse. Green Bay gets in after Favre's dad, uh, Favre's dad died, like, mm-hmm. a week or two before. And he goes out and just plays the game of his life on Monday Night Football. So Green Bay's, like, on this emotional roller coaster of good, bad, sad, just crazy emotion. But they get in. We also, and this will never happen again, I'm convinced. I'll, I'll ask you. We had co-MVPs. That's right. Three. Yeah, no. That'll never happen again. No, never. Like, not in, not in the Twitter world. Like, mm-hmm. we can't agree on shit. No, sir. Well. Like, we can't agree on it. No. It, that, that's, uh, I totally forgot about that, actually. Because it was yeah. Manning and. Yes. Um. It was before Brady had any receivers. Um, not Favre. Um, you want me to tell you? Is it Priest Holmes? No, he Probably he had an argument though because I think he had. Bro- well, that was another storyline I'll get to because running backs took over the league in '03. Didn't win the MVP though. It was a quarterback in the same division as Peyton Manning. Derek Carr? No, David Carr? <laughs> oh, Steve McNair. No. Da- wow. <laughs> Steve McNair won the uh, wow. co-MVP. And I, I I actually saw them live. I went to the Titans-Panthers oh, game okay. in 03, and the Titans just ripped them apart. The Titans were so good back then. And I hate when people – I have a friend. I won't say his name, but he always just rags on Jeff Fisher. Mm. He's a Rams fan. He knows who he is. So yeah. when he listens to this – He's wrong. Before 2008, Jeff Fisher was awesome. Like, he got his teams yeah. really far. Now, was he Bill Belichick and won a bunch of Super Bowls? Absolutely not. But, like, if you ask a football fan in 2003 who are the top five coaches, Jeff Fisher yeah. is one of them. And 
That that Titans team was legit. But we had two MVPs in 2003. Steve McNair, he went 10-4 and four as a starter, 3,200 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, 7 picks. Kind of sounds Jackson like Jackson had 24 Jackson touchdowns does. and 7 picks this year. Yeah. He didn't yeah. have the rushing that, like, he only had, like, 200 yards rushing <laughs> and four touchdowns. Lamar has a lot more than that. Like, but differently you know back then. Like, if you go back, it's kind of funny. The pace of play is just so different. The, the, the amount of plays that team, like, you talk about college football, the amount of plays they can get off, like, in, in quick succession. But even in the NFL nowadays, if you watch, like, an NFL game nowadays to an NFL game back then, you can get up from wherever you're watching in NFL. Like, you have to keep watching because you're going to miss something. And it might not be something good, hey, but uh, it's just it's just so much. It's one time. Back then, like... It's because they can hit you over the yeah. middle in that age. Yeah. Like, guys, guys are getting let's up face a little it, bit Rodney Harrison. <laughs> Rodney Harrison's... Like, if you throw it over the middle, Rodney yeah, Harrison's going to find you. That was before Bob like, Sanders, but yeah. And, and in today's game, I mean, and we'll talk about it when we do the previews for the conference championships is like really the only defense in the NFL right now where I feel like doesn't get picked on over the middle. Yeah. The 49ers. Cause they have Fred Warner. Yeah. Who's like a unicorn. <laughs> like, and we saw it with Jordan love and green Bay. Like they, they could hit yeah. outside all day. I'll let you do that. But when he tried to throw it over the middle, he didn't. And like, that's so unusual now, but like every defense mm-hmm. was able to do that back then. Like, All your linebackers were thumpers and, back then. Yeah, because yeah. they were allowed to do that. Now they get 15-yard penalties. You, they completely took that out of the game. Um, but Peyton Manning also won MVP. That was his first MVP of five. He went 12-4 and four as a starter, 4,267 yards passing, 29 touchdowns, 10 picks, which I would actually say that might be the worst Peyton Manning MVP season. And that's yeah, a pretty a great. That's actually season. like what Baker Mayfield's numbers are this year. Um, yeah, I mean, but that that gives you a reflection of what the game looked. And like then the following then. year, what he did um, was out of this world. Yeah, he broke. <laughs> yeah, he, he broke, broke football. football. Yeah, it was never the same after '04. <clears throat> yep, and then the the last uh, little tidbit of the regular season I want to give you is the Seahawks. Make it to the playoffs in the NFC, and they're the first franchise. Yeah, the first fran the first franchise to do this since the merger, where they made it. Yes, yeah, since from the two mergers. different conferences. That's a good, because that's a good in, uh, little thing to include because you had the Browns yeah. and the Colts doing yeah. it. Yep, and Mike Holmgren got them there in '99. Uh, their last game of the Kingdom was that's against right. the Dolphins that's in the wild card right. round. Marino's last yeah, playoff. Yeah, he led a late drive uh, or something like that, right? Yep. Yep, and that was the kingdom. That was the AFC wild card in 99. And then in uh, but in 2000, 2001, they missed the playoffs. And then in 2002, they go to the NFC, become NFC West. So, like, when people say, you know, traditional NFC rivalries, and then they say 49ers, Seahawks. <laughs> no, it's not. The Rams, 49ers. I would even say... <laughs> The funny thing is the Saints and 49ers probably had a longer rivalry yeah, than the Seahawks the and 49ers. Yeah, the Saints came into the NFL because in 1966, they used to play. and they were in the Western Division. Yeah, they played in the West. From there until 2001. Yeah. But there was a lot of kind of crazy crazy stuff happening in 2003. Is uh, 
kind of the theme, and I think that's what makes this game, uh, the 2003 AFC title game, interesting because these two were kind of the best teams from that season, I would say. I don't have their DVOA. Do you have that? I have their DVOA. I know New England, their simple rating system, according to Pro Football Reference, they were fourth in the league. Um, Indianapolis might have been even better. Let me see what, uh, if I look them up real quick. But this, this Patriots team was certainly better than the 0-1. Oh, we yes. can definitely say uh, that. It, Indianapolis um, was third in simple rating systems. So this was the third and fourth best teams yeah. in football, um, which sounds like, well, what's what's the big deal? I mean, it was a huge deal considering Indianapolis had just beaten Kansas City in the uh in the round previous. Yeah. Um, and who, do you know who was the other, let the me, second let, best team in simple rating system? Yeah. That season? If you're going to say the Packers, you're going to piss me off, but it's not them. It was. Um, it was. It was uh, Green Bay. Green Bay is a small city. In no, Alexa. That Alexa, makes 4th and 20s. Alexa, off. Yeah. <laughs> My Siri just went what off too. Hell? That's hilarious. <laughs> so, so, so basically, fourth and twenty six. Like I was over that because I'm like, we weren't that good in 03. Now I'm like, again. yeah, we were. We probably we probably yeah. beat Carolina in the NFC title game. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. But uh, but speaking of the 2003 playoffs, like we had a crazy 03 regular season, but we also had some crazy storylines yeah. just in that playoff. Like. You mentioned it before the show. Best playoffs ever. Certainly. I mean, uh, go watch the NFL throwback so, video, guys. It's it was a great refresher yeah. for me there. About forty minutes long, but it's so good. Yeah. Titans take revenge Finally. on Baltimore, and yeah, kind of a low key like playoff rivalry mm-hmm. is that like Titans and Ravens because like twenty nineteen happened where. The Ravens, who are like were historically good in nineteen, they lose. But like in you know the two thousand three game, the Titans beat the uh, beat the Ravens on the road in Baltimore. But in two thousand, the Titans were like one of the yeah. league's best teams, and out the I think the block kick against mm-hmm. Aldel Greco happened, and the Ravens just and, completely shut down the Titans. Yeah. and um and Eddie George short arming the ball right into Ray Lewis's hands. And that that was what knocked them yeah. out. I I think they lost only by a touchdown that yeah. day. Yeah, that was the best team the Ravens played. Oh, certainly. I mean, and and they won the they won the central that year. I mean, the Ravens yeah. didn't even win their division. So, yeah. So the uh, the Titans take revenge. That's the first game of the playoffs that year. That was the Saturday wild card game. Uh, the following Sunday, you have. <laughs> And this is one of my favorite all-time moments: is Matt Hasselbeck in overtime at the. We want talks, the ball. We're going to score. Telling, <laughs> he told the entire country that. Can you yes, imagine Twitter? Yes, Twitter nowadays would just like it, oh, like that would be like that would oh that he would, would never never live it down. <laughs> if if Dan Orlovsky was actually good, like that would be something he would do. If he like, was ever fortunate but enough. But Dan Orlovsky was never good enough to be like, yeah, he, he was never good enough to actually play in the playoffs. But anyway, that happens. Al Harris takes it, pick six. Packers move on. They play Philadelphia the following week. We'll get to that in a second. 
best game in this playoffs was actually this game in the divisional round. Can you, uh, you know the game I'm talking about? Uh, is it Steve Smith? Yeah, that was yes. a great game. How many double? How many double overtime uh, games? Are you I get? think even in the history of the NFL, there might be like five ever. Was it there like two, the 2012 Ravens yeah, against the Broncos? There was, was one. the 1971 like, Christmas Day game with Kansas City and Miami. There was that game. That's yeah. three. And and back then, oh, it, before like now, and now double overtime is more feasible because number one overtime shorter. It used it used to be 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now it's 10. And then number two, like now they they don't do sudden death. Yeah. Back then they did. So all you needed, if you got the ball first, score. all you needed was a field yeah. goal. Or, or yeah. even if Just you held the team to a three win. and out, you're getting the ball on their 40, or your own 40, I should say, and two passes, you're in field yep. goal range. But the Panthers and Rams weren't able to score mm-hmm. the entire quarter. So first play of double overtime, Jake DeLome hits Steve Slant over the middle on a slant route. Yeah, I think it was a slant. And Smith just breaks a tackle and takes it, I want to say, like 40, 50 yeah. yards. Daryl Johnson, or not Daryl. Yeah, I remember. was on the call, and like his excitement yeah. is one of the coolest things about that. Because he was just, you, you, as soon as Steve Smith caught it, you just hear uh, Moose go, oh! Like he knew he was gone immediately. He probably just <laughs> wanted to get out of St. Louis. But like the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to any <laughs> listeners in St. Louis. But Steve Steve Smith though started to establish himself right then as yeah. a playoff killer. And yeah. you know this very well yes. in the 05 playoffs Steve destroyed Smith destroyed Chicago single-handedly. Like and that that Bears defense was really good that season. So crazy. And of course, we're not even done yet. You know, it's it, is it really the NFL playoffs without the Packers just <laughs> Jokey, get away. losing in a crazy fashion? <laughs> Green Bay has like a 10-point lead in, I think, the second half. Philadelphia like gets it within three points, right? But it's it's pretty much the end of the game. Green Bay gets Philly down to fourth and 26. And, so, and like I want to say it's from like the Philly 25, 30-yard yeah, line. I remember the play vividly, like, in my mind. I don't even have to go research it. Green Bay plays really not very yeah. aggressively. Picket fence, defense. You know, they don't rush very many guys. Yeah. McNabb hits Freddie Mitchell right over the middle, gains 27 yards. You know what? On a fourth and 26. It was a – he definitely had the first down. But what I've always – every time I watch that play, I always have to laugh at the side judge – who gave him a total extra yard? He like he had forward progression that Freddie never even got. Like I mean, it was going to be a first down anyways. But yeah, that, I mean that was I always think that was an egregious spot by that side judge. But Philly goes after that fourth and twenty six is devastating. But Green Bay can still win the game. Philly goes down, kicks a field goal, forces overtime. Green Bay gets the ball. Brett Favre arm, punt. arm yeah. punts it. I've never, <laughs> I've never like. You want to hear like the worst throw in the history of the NFL playoffs? Just find that throw. I don't know what he did, like, or what happened to his arm, 
but like he, it's like he got struck by lightning because like this man he, he threw it and it just hovered yeah forever there wasn't a packer like, it was quacking 20 on the yards of that ball this dude this thing was like quacking with the brian dawkins of all people like, <laughs> yeah Brian Dawkins makes it. So Brian Dawkins is freaking out and like getting all the Philly fans. Like they're doing the fly Eagles fly. I'm pissed off. Right. They win. And the worst part is my mom worked for a company here uh, in South Carolina that had corporate season tickets, essentially like they were upper deck seats. They're nothing fancy or anything, but she had like gotten two playoff packages. And part of it is that you got tickets to the wild card round. But you also got the tickets to the championship game should Carolina host the NFC title game. And as a kid, I'm like, if we beat Philly, Green Bay's going to Carolina for the NFC championship. And like at that point in my at that point in my life, like I missed the Packers Super Bowl run. So like the best we had ever done is the divisional round at that point that I remembered. No, no, of course. And, like, I should yeah. have learned right then because like, it's just outside of 2010. I love 2010. I love that team. But every other year I've, like, been. Nah, now that nah, you know that they were the second crazy best team in football happen. in 2003. That makes it worse. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, the whole season really led up to the game mm-hmm. we're going to talk about tonight. Colts, Patriots. I'm going to let the home team start off. So we're going to do a breakdown of each team, kind of how they got here. These were the two best teams in football. You can say the Packers were the yeah. second best team. But at this point football, of the season, that's not the case. you know, the first and second best teams in simple rate were gone. These were the last two. So the, these were the two best teams no. in football. I mean, if you ask the average football fan that year, yes. Colts, this Patriots. This game, everybody. This was, this was Alan Mahomes before Alan Mahomes. You know, this is what everybody wanted. Exactly. Um, so yeah. getting into New England, um, as I'd kind of alluded to earlier, um, people were kind of wondering after the 0-2 season, was this team a kind of a flash in the pan? The 0-2 Patriots got a little bit more flack than maybe they deserved. Um, they were a top 10 team by most metrics. They had a little bit bad luck. They had a very porous run defense. But even still, they had a chance to make the playoffs the last game of the season. They beat Miami. Um, when Miami, all they had to do was win, and they'd be AFC East champions. Have they ever done that again since? <laughs> oh, the Miami's last division oh, wait, title. Was have they ever lost a game where they would have been AFC East champions since then? Two weeks uh, ago. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah three or weeks three ago. Three weeks now, ago, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the Dolphins are the tight team, though. Like, when it's a big game, I'm just yeah. like, that's if you're betting, just <laughs> yeah. pick the other team. It's not that hard. I know. Like, and, like, oh, you mean to tell me Miami's going on the road somewhere in a playoff game? Oh, I'm going to bet the Dolphins. You're an like, idiot. That's literally like uh, Michael Lombardi does like a podcast where he, and that's a St. Jude's bet. Like just donate the money. Like, like just like you're, you might as well just donate yeah. it to a good cause. Cause you're not yeah. making your money back on betting on the dogs. So they had a very porous run defense. So when Oh three rolled around um, their entire um, 
um, MO for that offseason was to build back up their run defense, and they did. They traded for Ted Washington during the preseason. Ted Washington, who was a defensive tackle with the Bears, um, he and Keith Trailer were two behemoths that really opened the way for Brian Urlacher's first all-pro season in 2001. They just ate up blocks and let Urlacher run. So New England traded for Ted Washington. Um, and, of course, the Bears probably did nothing with the pick. I don't even know who they got from it. That w- that was like an age, too, where we cared about, like, big-ass yes. nose tackles. Like, guys that played, like, a true, almost like a zero uh, tech. If the guy could like, eat up the center and the two guards, then your linebackers could just play hell with the running backs. Um, they also They also signed... Uh, excuse me. They also drafted Ty Warren in the first round, who was he probably didn't live up to maybe first round billing throughout his career, but he was a really serviceable defensive lineman for New England. He's a yeah, Bella, Bella Belichick guy. Pick. Um, Rodney Harrison, who was a safety, but he helped in run D. And then they also signed another former Bear, Roosevelt Colvin. So they really re-upped that defense, and that 2003 defense was incredible. Um, they were the second best, or excuse me, uh, they were second best in points allowed, I believe, or maybe even the first best. Um, they were, or excuse me, points per drive, they were first best. They were second best in turnover percentage, second best in net yards per pass attempt. They were sixth in yards per carry allowed, so they really got better at stopping the run. Uh, the offense, as I'd said earlier, this is before Brady became the stat mongol that he became in the last 15 years of his career, um, they were 20th in yards per play, but they didn't really, again, this was not an era of football where you needed to light up the scoreboard, you know, which sounds like, you know, uh, horrible to the young fans of nowadays that just want to see points. But this was a team that was, this was a Belichick team. And this is why I always laugh. Like when people say that, well, Brady was the only reason Belichick won. No, the first three Super Bowls were all Belichick. You know, like they were, and even like the last three, he had a big part in those. But and and people that get offended when people when you when you make that argument that like Brady really was a game manager in the oh one oh three and oh four teams. By the way, he still has a case for the greatest quarterback of all time because he won four more where he was really the MVP of those teams. Right. And it's he'd okay. We tell you the same like, thing. He didn't win all. Se- yeah. He was a young quarterback that came into his own. But, like, and I'll, I don't want to go too far into my points, but Brady's career, it, it's really like a tale yes. of like three yeah. careers almost. Where, and the people don't understand that. So when you're like, when you try to say Brady was a game manager, like, he mm-hmm. was in 01 and 03. And to lesser extent, 04, like he started to become more of a, you know, big time player. But like, st- like statistically speaking, in terms of like the value he brought to his team, like from a yeah. DVOA perspective or just watching the game, like sometimes it's as simple as just understanding right. what you're seeing. Pey- Peyton Manning yeah. was the valuable guy. Yeah, Brady was the winner. So you can have both. Like, it's possible, but, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, he was he Jimmy was. Garoppolo. He, he was. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo that got yeah. it done in bigger moments. A, 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 he was a stone cold killer. 
Brady was. And that was that was his number one. More than his arm, he was just a cerebral maniac. But I, So back to New England in 03. They had a rocky start to the season, if you remember. Week one in Buffalo. Uh, this is before, you know, this when the Bills were in the middle of their, the, actually the beginning of their playoff streak drought. Well, not the very beginning, but it, they still had a long way to go before they saw January football. Um, New England had cut Lawyer Malloy, who had been a part of, obviously, the 2001 Super Bowl team, but also had been on the 96 team that had made the Super Bowl, I want to say. Um, he was a stalwart. Yep, it was. they right. lost Green Bay. Uh, he was a stalwart on that defense, and he wouldn't take a pay cut, so Belichick cut him, and this was, I think, the last week of the preseason, so he said, oh, you're playing Buffalo on Sunday? I'll see you then. And he showed up. It's actually one of the cooler moments, like, when you see him get announced. Like, the people of Buffalo, like, they, they only knew him for, like, three days, but he was going crazy, and Buffalo absolutely annihilated New England that day. One of the best SI covers of all time. Rest in yeah. peace, Sports Illustrated, by the way. But it's, uh, what is it? Adams. Who was it? Sam Adams, the big, speaking of nose tackles and th- that age of football where, like, this 400-pound man recovers a fumble and runs it back for a touchdown. Yeah. Like, just yeah, that it, was, was art. Perfect. Like, um, but after yeah. that 2-2 two and two start, um, New England went on to win 12 in a row. So they finished 14-2. and two. Um, And then they played Tennessee in the divisional round of the playoffs, MVP Steve McNair. Uh, and they actually were kind of lucky to escape Tennessee. Drew Bennett dropped a fourth down pass with like a minute to go. Now it was bitterly cold. I think it was like the coldest game in Patriots history. Um, probably the coldest game in Titans history too. But um, he dropped a fourth down pass. That was it. And New England took over the ball, probably needed out then, and set up the game with Indianapolis, their newfound rival. That was a that was, was a great game. Yes, it that, was. that divisional game. I that was I think like the Saturday night I, game. Yeah. So that was a great divisional weekend because you had that Rams Panthers game to start off. That was Saturday was that afternoon. Saturday yeah. wild card. Yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning going to Arrowhead mm-hmm. uh, against the Chiefs team that was a lot of fun. It was a, a really good story. They had no um, defense. I don't think anybody thought Dick no defense, but they were a fun team to watch. Team. Yeah. And we'll get into them in a second, but like Dante Hall was like the mm-hmm. Devin Hester before right. Devin Hester. Uh, I, I always like to say he was really like Brian Mitchell yes. after Brian Mitchell because Brian Mitchell was like the original like yeah. return artist. Um, but anyway, like what that was a fantastic weekend, but it showed you like too. I think when you mentioned the Titans and I, I just talked about the chiefs and how they were so prolific on offense, there really was a class difference. I think between the mm. AFC and the NFC where I, I don't know, like Philly never felt great. They were just yeah. a really good team, but like they feel like the five seed in the AFC. Yeah. They were like the one seed. Yeah. For a lot of years, years in, in a row, two thousands in the NFC. Um, it was, a, yeah, it was a so, weak conference for the, a few years. Yeah, but the AFC, like, it was, like, there was no guarantee that Indianapolis had to play on Mm -hmm. wildcard weekend, and the Patriots had to play Mm co-MVP. 
in the second in the second in, in their first playoff. They went game. through so both. Yeah, they went through both no, like, MVPs on their way to the Super Bowl, which is you know that that was yeah. no Mickey Mouse championship, but like they call it nowadays. No, but uh, yeah. So the Patriots are like, you know, I, I think th- that season was where I realized like this team's going to be a problem mm-hmm. for a, a long time. I didn't realize it was going to be, um, what was that? Another sixteen years? Yeah, where they'd be a problem, uh, or it'd be the best team in the league. Essentially, they had two dynasties. Yeah, effectively. They had this early 2000s team, and then Belichick and Brady just decided to do later. it again in the yeah. mid-2010s. Yeah. And they were still like the AFC one seed half the time when they weren't yeah, the Yeah, the, the rest of the AFC so, just caught up to them, really. You know, Pittsburgh got good yeah. again, and then Indianapolis figured it out. And, uh, yep. yeah. So, going – I'll do the Indianapolis side. Uh so the, really, the the Colts' approach I felt was a lot different than the Patriots. the The Patriots were a deeper team, where they had a lot of really really good players. But like, you look back at the early two thousands Patriots. You know, Brady's the first ballot Hall of Famer, but they were a lot of they were a lot more glue guys per se. And I actually like that characteristic more for a true championship team. You know. I think the Chiefs have a lot of championship qualities to them this year because, like, even though they don't have the the stars yeah. like they used to have, like, they're still getting it done because they do the yeah. little things right now. And the Patriots were doing that. Like, they were really good on special teams. The Colts approach, and it, and it worked for them because they, they won a lot of games. But, like, they were just really good at drafting <laughs> Hall of Famers yeah. in the first round. Like... And so, some of it wasn't even Bill Polian. Like, they drafted Marvin Harrison in 1996. Mm-hmm. That, Bill Polian wasn't even there, I think, until 98. Yeah, I think that was Bill so, Tobin. But, that was there then. Yeah. So, or, and was, Tobin. was Tobin the one that yes, went off uh, on Mel uh, Kuyper? Was Tobin? Yeah. He went on Mel Kuyper, yeah, because his, uh, his neighbor knew his more about the man. draft than Mel Kuyper did. <laughs> Yeah, he, I, he drafted Marvin Harrison, yeah. so we got to give him some. And he credit, was right, right not to draft Trent Dilfer at the time. Trent Dilfer sucked. Yes, so I think he drafted Marshall Falk instead of Dilfer. Jesus Christ! Was that was was that ninety five? Uh, was that ninety five? Was it? It was either ninety five or ninety four. Okay, yeah, because I have the draft picks. So from ninety six. And I'm not even including Marshall Falk, which is kind of crazy because Marshall Falk is yeah. a Hall of Famer as well. First round pick, 96, Marvin Harrison, Hall of Famer. First round pick, 97, Tariq Glenn, three-time Pro Bowler. In 98, paid Manning, enough said, Hall of Fame, first ballot. Undrafted free agent, Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Pretty damn good. First round pick, 99. Edron James, and I'll get to Edron James here in a little bit because that that guy was special. Second round pick, ninety nine, Mike Peterson. He was an eleven year starter. He didn't do it all for the Colts, but he was a contributor. Number th- uh, the third round pick in in uh, the ninety nine draft was Brandon Burlesworth, and the only reason I mention him is he actually died oh. in a car accident oh, after he got drafted. But he was a famous famous offensive lineman okay. from Arkansas. Uh, there's actually a couple movies about him because he was like a walk-on where like he was like this overweight high school kid and then like completely turned his entire life around and his entire like football career 
and became like an All-American. Okay. It's a really inspirational story that he didn't contribute for the Colts because, you know, he passed away uh, before, unfortunately, obviously, in a tragic car accident. But he, uh, I, I just want to bring him up because really inspirational story, number one. Number two, one of the greatest college offensive linemen of all time. Like, so I think there's even a award okay. named after him now. Uh but 2001, Reggie Wayne, first round. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's No, he's, he's not. Yet, but he, he should sure, be. Like, he only, like, stopped playing, like, four years ago, it seems like. <laughs> he might <laughs> like, be right, he, was, yeah. he was with New England then, still uh, up until recently. I didn't know he was drafted. Oh, I forgot about that. 2001. Dude, all these guys end up with the Patriots for, like, <laughs> yeah. one year. Like, Demarius Thomas was. Uh, Reggie Wayne. Oh. Like, Chad Ochocinco. Oh, it was only it was uh, 2014. Uh, well, I thought, yeah. So he's eligible. It was now. a lot longer ago. Wide receiver is a tricky position, though. Like you got to really like have elite numbers to be first ballot. Like Terrell Owens wasn't even first ballot, and yeah. he's like a top five receiver statistically Easily. all time. Um, so fourth round pick of the 2001 draft, Ryan Deem. He was a a D. I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but he was like a 10-year starter for them. First-round pick, 2002, Dwight Franey, Hall of Famer. First-round pick, 2003, Dallas oh, Clark. Oh, yeah. Multiple Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah, probably five, six-time yeah, six Pro Bowl. He was really the first of the Iowa guys to be tight end you. He's yeah. the one that started that, I think. Um, so, Dallas Clark. So, really, they build like this roster by just nailing all these first round that picks helps. like that's I, I want to explain to people that that's not normal like being this effective especially at offensive talent they built I mean they just drafted stud after stud after stud and you know Dwight Freeney is one of the great edge rushers of all time so they build a really really competitive roster uh, but the tricky thing about the Colts though is it wasn't as easy. Like, the Patriots, when they came on, they were just like a, you know, we're going to be start being good. We're going to win the Super Bowl basically in our first year of relevancy, which is what they did. Brady takes over. They go 11-5. and five, They win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Colts, it was a little bit of a growing pains type situation. Uh, so, in 98, they suck. And Peyton Manning was not good. Uh, he's kind of the first, like, case study everybody tries to make like when a player yeah. is bad as a rookie like so when Bryce Young sucks in well, 2023 through 28 interceptions well, you know pay <laughs> yeah and sometimes yeah. that argument's fair I think Trevor Lawrence like I think that yeah. argument applies like Trevor Lawrence has since shown some ability to play Zach Wilson um and he came <laughs> not so much yeah and like the other I always laugh at that argument is like or they could just be <laughs> <Yeah>. bad <laughs> And they shouldn't have been drafted. <laughs> they could be Peyton first or Manning, second overall. Maybe but... <laughs> they could be, but yeah. they're probably not. So anyway, Peyton Manning, not good as a rookie, uh, but in 99, the team turns it around. And I think a lot of that has to do with the addition of Edron James uh, and a lot of offensive pieces kind of coming together. Uh, you know, their offensive line kind of gels, uh, but Jim Mora, leads this team to 13-3. and They win the AFC Central, host a playoff game, but they lose to the Titans. So Peyton Manning, 0-1 in the playoffs. 
2000. They go down to Miami. And I was te- I was texting you about this game because I watched it at lunch today. And this Dolphins team... Coached by Dave Weinstead. Dave Weinstead. <laughs> Dave, Dave Weinstead. They won the AFC. So they, they not only beat Indianapolis to... Uh, beat Indianapolis for the right, you know, just to advance in the playoffs. They beat them for the right to host the game oh, yeah. because Indianapolis was a right. wild card team that, playing because right. they were in the same division. They were in the AFC East back then. This was right before the merger, two years before the merger, or the, not the merger, realignment. So, because for those that don't know, in 2002, the Texans came in as the 32nd team. They wanted to basically even out the number of teams in the it AFC and the NFC, perfectly. 16 teams in each league. They send the, they send the Seahawks to the NFC they drop and the put Texans the Texans in the AFC. And then they do four divisions in each conference. It's even. It's more fair that way. Because at one point, there were more teams in the AFC. Yeah, the, the AFC NFC. Central had like um, six teams in it. <laughs> yeah, there were, there were 16 teams in the AFC. There were yeah. 15 in the NFC in 2000. <clears throat> but anyway, not to get off topic. The Colts are a you know a wild card team, but they're talented, right? So I watched this game, and Edron James is just a dynamic player. I, I want to say off the top of my head, I think he had 24, 2,300 yards from scrimmage that year. They're, like, they're just running at will. But they, and they get a lead on, on Miami. They're up 14 nothing at the half. Um, but Miami just kind of stays in the game. Indianapolis just stalls offensively. They get to like Miami's like side of the field, like around the 40, 45 yard line a couple of times and the drive stalls. And you have to think back then they're punting yeah. every single time that happens in today's football. That doesn't happen. Like if you get to midfield and it's fourth oh, and three, yeah. you're going for it like every single time, but no, they punt and Miami is just, they're brutal offensively. Like, Paul McGuire, who was doing color for the game, made this comment. He's basically saying Jay Feeler sucks without saying he sucks. Where he says, I can't believe that he doesn't have any more command of this offense because he keeps looking back at the sideline every single time like for direction. It's like it's the fourth quarter of a playoff yeah. game. you got to have just – got to make it happen. Like, <laughs> but the guy that carries Miami back into this game, Lamar Smith, the Colts cannot stop him. They cannot start uh, stop a seven year like journeyman running back. I can't say journeyman because I don't have Lamar Smith's resume off the top of my head, but like not exactly like it's not like they're playing against right. Emmett Smith out there. It's Lamar Smith, and but anyway, he gets them down the field, gets them back in the game. Indianapolis has a chance to go up. I think it's seventeen fourteen. I think they have a chance to go up six. Vanderjet misses a field goal. No excuse. Uh, no excuse me. They have a chance to, I think, make it a ten point game, and Vanderjet misses a field goal. Miami gets the ball back, goes down the field, and I think ties it. Wow. And then in overtime, I think Vander. I know Vanderjet misses a field goal in overtime. I- I'm mixing it up. Vanderjet misses a field goal in overtime. Miami gets the ball back and then nice. gets down the field and just methodically every third and five, Fiedler gets a six yard pass like. It- I, I had flashbacks. It, it reminded me of Tommy DeVito. Oh, I, you would like, remember. Just, I, I, <laughs> I, I like, 
it, I was, it was like watching Linsanity, where I'm sitting there like, how is this guy going to win this game for the Dolphins? He's not, like, Jay Feeler's not good. I, like, I was amazed. Dave, and, and, like, it's not like Bill Parcells is over there. It's mm-hmm. Dave Wanstead. But the point is, the Colts, they lose this game. It's a game that just, it would sting. And the thing that made it sting worse and I didn't realize this, Jim Mora went, was 0 for 6 in the playoffs. Never won a playoff yeah, game. He never made won it six it times. anything in New, uh, New Orleans either. Yeah, That's hard to do, though. Because That's the Marvin Lewis. Typically, I guess it was Jim yeah, Mora before. Typically, if you're, if you're not good enough to win a playoff game, you're probably not good enough <laughs> to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's like that kind of like correlation. Like, you're going to... Hell, even Ron yeah. Rivera figured it out. Ron Rivera got to like, he, he won a couple playoff games. Yeah. So, I mean, there, Zach Taylor got to a Super Bowl, and I'm still not sure if Zach Taylor's actually good. And he has a all-time he winning percentage out in the this playoffs. year now that so, Brian Callahan's going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's is he that's yeah, Bill Callahan. He's probably going to bring Bell with him. I'm really glad that the NFL doesn't have baptism. <laughs> no. But, but anyway, the Colts, like, so, but the thing, like, the so Jim Moore already has that. Like, they mentioned that after he loses this game, Jim Moore 0 for 6 in the playoffs. Oh, no. But kind of the, un, the other conversation is, uh-oh, you know, Manning's going into year four. He's 0 for 2 yeah. in the playoffs. Oh, 2001 disaster. They go six and ten. That's the press conference where he does playoffs. You talking <laughs> about playoffs? They they suck. He gets fired. And the interesting thing I thought about this, it worked out for the Colts. They eventually win a Super Bowl in 06 against the Bears. And <laughs> sorry, I just had to throw that in. But it's the NFC Championship pennant here. That's as close to oh, there you go. memorabilia as I have. <laughs> yeah. But they hired Tony Dungy, who was also kind of a playoff yeah. failure. That was the whole reason he got fired from Tampa. Yeah. From Tampa. So yeah. the conversation really around Manning is like, oh, I can't get it. Yeah, Tony yeah. Dungy got screwed. Because in hindsight, the fact that this man got uh, – he, he got Tampa from – like yeah. the Arizona Cardinals territory of the NFL, which is yeah, crap, right? He got them to like, they're contending. They're in the playoffs. Like they, in 98, they lose in the divisional yes. round to green Bay. I think in 99, they get to the championship game and nearly beat the greatest show on turf. Can you name their starting quarterback? Uh, I was going to say Kevin King. But not uh, Sean King. Yeah, Sean King. Sean King was the Packers. Rookie Sean King. They nearly win the game. Tony Dungy, like, pieces together just this all-time defense. Like, I think it's a true debate. between, And we can maybe have another podcast between the 2 Bucks and the 2000 Ravens. Mm-hmm. But, like, this Bucks team was awesome. And Tony Dungy was, like, the architect. They ran this Tampa 2. That was yep. Tony Dungy's thing. Monty Kiffin was underneath him. Like, they just... They just got after people, but they were just they were just so well coached. But they fire him because he never had success in the playoffs, and they needed 
you know, somebody that would get them over the top. So that's why they went and traded mm-hmm. for John Gruden. So Dungy's available. The Colts do the right thing. Good coach on the market. They go and get him. So in 02, Dungy leads them. I think they went 10 and 6 that season. I should have written that down. But they play the Jets wild card weekend. It goes really well for them. It doesn't. It's 41-0. Yeah. So Peyton is now five years into his NFL career. No playoff wins. Yeah. Think about that for a second, by the way. If that happened today, like who was drafted five years ago? Well, that think about Caleb Williams. Like if he gets drafted number one overall for as much, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Splendor there is about him if he goes through his entire rookie contract and doesn't win a playoff game. Oh boy! Yep. If K- if Caleb Williams gets drafted, if if I told you right now Caleb Williams is going to be number one overall, he's going to win an MVP, yep. but he's not going to win a playoff game in it during his rookie contract. Most people yeah. can think that's a failure, and then I would go like, but he's also <laughs> yeah. the next Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, is that a failure? Because it's not. Peyton <laughs> Manning's top five all-time quarterback. You got to mm-hmm. be patient. It's not just about and, – and I thought about this more and more. I'm like, the whole – and this is like the cowherd argument I always hear because I always feel like it's him spouting the nonsense. But he's like, the key to winning in the NFL is you got to have a quarterback on a rookie deal. I'm like, yeah, because Mahomes has won two since yep. he signed a big contract. Uh, Tom Brady yeah. won like a billion. Um, I think it's possible, totally possible. to, you I think just you just have, have to have a quarterback. I think like there's no outliers. It's just great quarterbacks. Yeah. Like it's like the, the 49ers are not in a advantageous position just because Brock Purdy's yeah. cheap. Right. It, if they play the Ravens, the Ravens have just as good of yes. a chance to win that game because Brock, like if they win the game, it's because Brock Purdy's good. It's not because like Absolutely. Brock Purdy's cheap. So that whole argument, I hate that. I hate the rookie quarterback argument. I think it's so overstated. These teams are good enough, if, and these GMs are good enough at finding ways around the salary cap and pushing their chips right. in when they need to. I think they're good enough at doing that. But anyway, so Peyton Manning, the narrative around him, playoff failure, no playoff wins, first five seasons. Not great. 2003. He wins co-MVP, so he's got something in his trophy case. He can finally, in year six, go, man, Yeah, I won something. Yeah, Think about that. Year six. And this was before Brady and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers played 20 seasons. Yeah. So year six is like halfway through his career. And he finally has something to put up. To his like name. For, like outside of just... Outside of stats. Outside of so, coming in second in the Manny, <laughs> yeah. And not winning a yeah. national championship. And then uh, who was it? T. A T. Martin, Martin won the next year. Instead of him. So, like, Peyton's a loser. He's branded this way. And anyway, so he's got to get the monkey off his back. He finally does it. They beat a, a Broncos team that had just gotten shellacked. Yeah. Uh, the week before against Green Bay, they finally at least get a playoff win. Just, I think it's like 42 Destroyed to 10 them, in the yeah. wild card. He puts on this clinic in Kansas City, and that's where the conversation really got like, okay, 
Peyton's he's for they real. They didn't now. punt the ball. He's for real. In the first two playoff games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also think a lot of that had to do with Kansas, Kansas City's, City's defense, defense was, was not really good, nor was Denver's, but to go through two playoff games, yeah. I even like imagine if Mahomes did that. Has Mahomes done that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so yet. I don't know. Jordan Love nearly did. Yeah. He did the first. Because I think they didn't punt until the fourth, I, I think halfway through the fourth quarter of uh, oh, San really? Francisco. And I don't think they punted against Dallas. Oh, well. So Jordan Love, Peyton Manning, same guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, like, but anyway, so the AFC Championship, I just gave you kind of a synopsis of the Colts. You did the pa- the Patriots. I think the number one angle is you have an offensive-driven team with Peyton Manning, and you have a defense and special Going, teams yeah, driven team. The, with the uh, Patriots. Massive. The, I mean, the, the huge matchup is without a doubt. Like, as we said, this is before Brady became the stat mongol that he did become. This, the big matchup everybody was looking forward to was Peyton Manning, the MVP, hasn't punted going against the best defense in football in a snowy game in Foxborough. The first AFC championship in Gillette Stadium. Yeah, there's a few things that I like just in terms of the presentation uh, of this game. Um, number one, you got to love yeah. snow games. Um, outside football, just or, yeah. like, it's just better. It's, like, you, I, and, uh, you and all like, your domes out there can shove it. Kevin Warren, if you're listening yeah. to this. Put a retractable roof on the bit. Only, only cover it. Do it like what Miami does. Keep the fans <laughs> dry, but the players let them play in the elements. <laughs> yeah, and it may it may be think too. Like it's a shame that the Patriots went to artificial yeah. turf like a, co- a, a few years pit. after this because this it's was like, like you and your buddy. It was like, gross. You know, like, like I'm in Chicago here, yeah. you drive down the street and you see a bunch of twelve year olds playing in the the middle of the park and all that. They got mud up and down their clothes, and you're like, their moms are going to be pissed off. Yeah. They won't even let them in the house. They're going to have to strip at the door so they don't track the mud through the house. Yeah, they. So like, it, it's a, if you remember Tebow uh, uh, when he was in college for for Florida, he played against oh, yeah. Florida State, and he got the like paint, the yeah, paint like all blood. over him. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like this kind of game. It, it it really like brings us back to like the Teddy Roosevelt roots of this game, where it's like we're preparing yeah. young men for war. Like it's the, and I, I I'm, I'm being sarcastic <laughs> here, but like the, I I love cold weather, just bad. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's football, man. I just love it. Yeah, it's not so, basketball. We're not so not everything is supposed to be on a fast track. I mean, how look at baseball, yeah. like. You know, and the the biggest baseball games of the year. I know baseball when it snows or it rains in October or any time of the year, they're not going to play. But in like baseball is a summer sport. But the biggest games of the year are played when it's forty degrees out, and you don't hear them saying, "Well, let's move it down to Texas so you know everybody can have a shot to be warm." Like fuck that. No, let them let them play. No. And I think the weather actually had a lot to do oh. in this game. But I the the first thing I'll say is like I don't think it was an advantage for pay, uh, for Tom Brady versus the Colts. I like I hate when people say, you know, it's an advantage for the for Buffalo to play against 
no. you know, this team because the weather sucks. I'm like, no, technically it's not because like you're playing on the yeah, same. It's the field, same for everybody right, with the same conditions. It's how you respond, and I think that's the story of this game because like on paper you look at the final score, it's twenty-seven to seventeen, right? Patriots had control of the game, but and I, and I'll kind of get started with how the game's you know, first drive. Brady and the Pats, they get down, you know, they get the ball first and walk mm-hmm. right down the field. But the first, the, one of the first things I noticed is I think it's like a second and five balls at the 45 yard line of the Patriots. So they're, they're not quite the midfield yet. Brady takes a shot and Colts can't quite get their hands on it. So missed opportunity, they can't turn it over, right? What does Brady do usually? And we know this watching 20 years of him. If you give him a second chance, yeah. he's going to score a touchdown. And that's exactly what they do. They go down. I think it was uh, was it Givens that scored yes, the touchdown. It was David Givens. So, you know, Givens, uh, Givens scores. Um, he scores the touchdown. And then on the following, um, uh, on the following drive, I'm thinking, you know, the Colts are responding here. Yeah, they and were I think, moving the ball. I, I talked a little bit. And Edron James was the focal yeah. point of the offense, I thought. Like, he was, you know, I mentioned he had a season in 2000 where he had 2,000-plus all-purpose, which is kind of rare. It wasn't as rare back then yeah. as it is now. But, you know, the Colts drive right down the field. But Peyton yeah. gives them one. Uh, Peyton, Peyton, um, he couldn't have played worse in the first half. And well, I mean, like even yeah. the whole game. But I mean, um, the as me and you had talked about earlier, um, like the running game clearly was working for for New England or it's not New England, Indianapolis on that first drive. Edron James is picking up 10, 11 yards a pop. Um, but for whatever reason, they got away from that and they started forcing the ball down the fields, um, which New England was only uh, I whenever Belichick in his career has gone up against prolific passing offenses, he will give you the ground game. He's done it before. He does not want to get yep. beat through the air. And that was he he gave. New England, he gave Indianapolis every chance to run the ball down their throat. And Indianapolis got, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? He, he yeah, fucking he baited, baited him. him. Like, he, he really did. Him. And, and, yeah. and so Manning forces one. Yep. And I think, I think with the way they were running it with James, and I think Dominic Rhodes actually had some, player, uh, some plays yeah. later in the game. I think if they had stuck with it, and just not force balls into coverage and let tip like where where New England really won this game was making the play on the ball defensively, and so they they get that red zone interception that's just killer because that takes points off the board for the Colts. So think about it this way: they drop a Brady interception, and then the Patriots get their own interception in the red zone. So it's seven nothing. So it could it could have been three nothing yeah. Colts or seven nothing Colts like with a couple of bounces yeah. one way or the other. Um, Brady on the next drive throws another dropped interception. This is like the start of the second quarter. And so 
These drives took a while too. Like they go down the field, each of them take like mm. six, seven. Like I said, pace of play so was totally different. It's like this. Yeah, it's like the second possession for the Patriots, <laughs> and it's already the first few minutes right. of the second quarter. So, I think too, those are the most nerve wracking games because, like, as a fan of watching them, because you don't get, you know, you yeah, don't, you get don't have, you, you just don't feel the control of the game. And when you turn the, turn the ball over in that type of situation, you know if you turn if you throw an interception, and you're only getting six, seven, eight possessions. Yeah, you're you're, you're not scoring I mean, on all of the rest of them. You might score on half of them. No, you're so if you're giving away a possession yeah, you, like that. Yeah, you know there. I think in a shootout, an interception doesn't matter as much because each team's going to get yeah. the they're going to get multiple chances to go for two, or they force their own turnover. Because if you're running more plays, the effect of a turnover yeah. doesn't mean as much. But this game, like this, the pace was really slow. Uh, but Brady, you know, he he throws a dropped in, another dropped interception. I don't think he played well in this game, but. The the Patriot the Colts didn't make him pay for his mistakes. They kick a field goal. They go ten yeah. at that point. Uh, underrated cold weather kicker Adam Benatari at it again. D- didn't even feel like it was a factor for him. Um, Peyton throws a pick uh, where Ty Law makes like this incredible diving yeah. play. Uh, this is like, tw- and this is like the first of three Ty picks Law's for Ty Law, who was oh, the best player God. in this game. Future Hall of Famer, or at the point he is, he's in the Hall of Fame now. Um, and I, this wasn't the play, but I think later on in the game, I, like I could see it. Peyton made the like, and it's funny because I'm watching this 20 years after it happened. But like Peyton throws one pick to Ty Law, I think in the third quarter, where like he he overthrows uh, like um, a running back, like uh, as he's you know. I, I guess he's just trying to escape pressure. He throws it out to the back, but he overthrows him because I guess the ball might yeah. have been slippery. Overshoots the running back. Pro- I think it was Dominic Rhodes. And Ty Law makes this like acrobatic catch and stays in bounds, turnover, and it's on mm-hmm. the Colts side of the field. And I, like I even said, like, man, what the fuck? How did he do that? And like, the screen goes right to Peyton Manning, and he's got his arms up, going, "Man, how the fuck did he do that? What am I supposed to me? do here?" <laughs> yeah, that's no. He had that look. Like I don't even think he was mad. He's just going yeah, like, "That's that's when you know it's not your day." Okay, I, I'm yeah. not going to win this game, and that was the Patriots, and like it's so demoralizing oh, if you're yeah. playing against that because it's like, and I I. I I used to, cause, and I think this was totally natural for people that were pulling against them, because I remember I was pulling from yeah. and, and when I was watching this game. So the first thing you all, and we say this about all these great teams, is, man, so lucky. I would say they yeah. made their own luck, though, because the Colts had their chances to be lucky, too, and they yeah. didn't seize it. And every single time there's a 50-50 ball, that Peyton Manning threw, or even a a ten percent chance of catching yeah. it, Ty Law would make it, and that's what made the Patriots special. It wasn't because, and they got away from it later uh, in their later teams. Like they went for more stars. Like it's, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they never won a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. No, it's or Wes not. Walker. 
like or those teams that were more prolific offensively, they were more. And, and even like the very late Patriot dynasty years, like the reason why we're, they were able to win with the Stars is because Brady started taking less money. Not that he wasn't getting money from New England, but he wasn't taking it in his salary. But these teams like did little things that like they would flip a game where, you know, a tipped ball like with the Patriots. Or like a, a tip ball, I call it a fifty-fifty yeah. ball. It, on the the Patriots defense would make it a seventy-five yeah. twenty-five for them, and that's how you win these type of games. Teams. And yeah, and uh, but the thing is that what I think like what may be mad, and I don't know why I was mad rewatching this game because I'm not a Colts fan. <laughs> I don't really care. I admire the yeah. I admire the Patriots now in hindsight. Like I didn't as a ten year old, but um. The Colts, you know, they had a chance they to get did. back in the game. Like they get the ball, they get the ball first. Uh, first, well, well even half, as right? bad as the first half went for New England, or, or excuse me, for Indianapolis, it was only fifteen to nothing at halftime. You know, like I yeah. when we rewatched, there they didn't have like the should have been twenty four. Oh, like they didn't have the NFL Today like halftime show or anything like that. But I'd imagine. Oh, and that they would have been talking about. Well, if it was nowadays, they probably would be because now everything nowadays is so more magnified. Every single little play, um, and you have to cash in every single time. Back then, it was like take what you can get. Um, that was the that was the. I don't know. That was just kind of the mo back then. That's how teams worked. But like, I'm sure Indianapolis when they went into halftime were saying, Hey, like, you know, we're getting the ball to start the second half. If we do what we're supposed to do, I mean, we're right back in it. It's yeah, a two touchdown a- game. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason it was fifteen and not thirteen was because I forgot to mention this, is they snapped a the uh, punt. They snapped the yeah. ball over the punter's head and he had to kick it out back a bit kick it out of the back of the end zone. Um so you you had a lost possession and you gave them yeah. two free points. So it's a first half that really could not have gone worse for the Colts. And yet you're yeah. only down 15. It's only two scores and first possession of the first, uh, second half they go down the and field. Actually just thinking about that. Edgerton that scores it. Excuse me. Um that punt would have been their first punt in the playoffs. <laughs> and he didn't punt. <laughs> So just, I guess they're. I mean, they yeah, punted, they punted later, later, but like, they they could they still went, say, "Hey, we haven't punted by uh, halftime." What would you say? Ten, Ten quarters? quarters, yeah. At least back to whatever week seventeen was. Yeah. So, anyway, first possession, second half. Colts go down the field. They're running the ball. They're taking what Bill gives them, and in hindsight, just don't. Yeah. Don't get cute. Just just take just run it. Like it's there. Edron James is forcing missed tackles against this great Patriots defense in terms of they were great at tackling. They didn't make a lot of mistakes. But he James to me was still like I get it. Peyton Manning, first ballot Hall of Famer. Marvin Harrison, yeah. first ballot Hall of I don't know if he was first ballot, but like he was he's a Hall of Famer and he's probably getting even more hype now because he's got mm-hmm. a son about to go in the league. So like I know everybody remembers those guys, but like Edron James, I thought best player on the field. Yeah, like when he had the ball in his hands, 
and they give they give him the rock. He gets down the field. They they establish the run. I sound like such a meathead saying this, yeah. but it's true. They go down, and I think they make it an eight point mm-hmm. game. Uh, and that was I think now too. What would be interesting is like with today's football. If you're down, if you make it fifteen to six, do you? Go ahead and go for yeah, two. Yeah, the, the down... Because I feel like today's coaches would. The down 14 would. thing is certainly... I'd, I'd say so because um, similar to... Oh, they yeah, were down 15. So if you, But even like the down 14 trick, like, you know, it's the idea of like, well, if you don't get... or Well, yeah, let me just talk about it through being down 15. Cause eventually, you're going to have to go for two. You might as well get it out of the way. And if you don't get it, at least you know you're chasing two scores now. And you don't you have, have to time. do it later. Yeah. So, yeah. It's- so, so in hindsight, that's another mistake that they make. Um, is they they go ahead and just kick the extra point, so they stay down eight. It didn't end up mattering because this game was really never in doubt after that. Because on the But I think in game theory, you know, or, you know, game management theory... You want to, I think, from an analytics point of view, you probably yeah. want to kick, or you probably right. do want to go for two. And I, I'm definitely like, it's amazing to me that people still don't understand. Like, yeah. Was it Michael Wilbon yesterday? It was like, why are these teams? And I'm like, dude, it's, it's it a is, smart yeah. play when you're down. I, I, mean, I, I he even yeah, came if on you're the down- radio there today. I was working out and I had to change the station because I was like, I can't listen to this idiot talk. Yeah, because like, if you're down fourteen. Like I'd rather just win it in regulation. The Packers won a game like that this year because yeah. of that. The Saints, they yeah. beat the Saints that way. I'm trying to think of the other team because there were two teams that won it that, that had that situation happen and yeah. they made the right call in um, the game because of it. Was it like a Monday night game? I can't remember game? the other team. I feel like was it Chargers? Yes, it might have been. I'll have to. Uh, Brandon Staley finally finally he, made a good decision. Oh, wow. he was always very analytically driven. <laughs> You 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 could you could always say that about him. <laughs> I still won't like not to be too off topic, but I, the game they had against the Chiefs two years ago, where they had like eight fourth and ones, <laughs> and they couldn't get any of them. <laughs> that was uh, number one funny because it's the most Chargers thing to happen. But the fact that they stopped them—that's the most <laughs> Chiefs shit to happen to, like. And then the Chiefs went in overtime. The Chiefs were not even <laughs> close to better than the Chargers that year. Like, it, like the Chargers were so much better in that game. I'm thinking like Herbert is walking down the field on these guys. He is like having, but they couldn't score. And then just Kelsey yeah, overtime. wins it, I yeah. guess, in overtime. Yeah, that was a stupid game. That was the epitome of like Thursday night football. But I'm like, that's also the epitome of like Andy Reid going yeah. against Brandon. Stanley. He's always gonna win that game. Uh, Always, and it's it's hilarious to watch. Um, but anyway, uh, Colts get a Colts get a touchdown to make it a one score game. Um, but next drive, Antoine Smith, huge run, and the Patriots are just kind of surgical at this point. Like every you know third down and four, Brady's yeah. hitting his guy, and it it kind of reminds you of what he did yes. his entire career. It's just like it's not sexy, but Holy crap, yeah. that's frustrating. Like, I was getting mad, and this game happened 20 years ago. Yeah, well, you, you you kind of feel the flow of the game when you rewatch it like that. You just, 
you, you you almost know like yeah obviously you know the ending it's third down just make one one stop, that's one it. stop. That's all we're asking and but you know Brady that was the other thing when he went up against great pass rushers you know Robert Mathis Dwight Freeney Brady was great at getting rid of the ball like that they didn't have time to get back to him because that ball as soon as he hit his yeah. back step was out yeah. And I think this it's becoming a little more unusual now because, like, the NFL is starting to go more towards the guys that like to buy yeah. time uh, type players. You do see it, like, there's, you know, the system quarterbacks, quote-unquote, are, like, Tua and Brock Purdy. Those are the guys that, like, they're going to yeah, get rid of it so fast. Time. Yeah, especially Tua. That's like, Tua's best asset is for uh, how quick he gets rid of the ball. Yeah. Yeah, you can't like you can't really sack Tua because he's and the other thing is his receivers are yeah. getting open so fast. But like Brady was doing, I think he was. It almost felt like a little early for his time the way he was. Yeah, you that. still had a lot of um, like really strong armed guys back then that were just hawking yeah. the ball, and that wasn't him ever. And I, and I think like us as fans and and people in the media that evaluated this stuff like I think at the time you kind of underrate because it's not sexy and it's not like you know in the 1990s we're used to like mm-hmm. Brett Favre Elway you know in the Elway Marino in the early yeah. 90s right these strong armed like super talented like unicorns essentially. Or they're like Michael Vick or Randall Cunningham. Even Donovan McNabb yeah. got a lot of hype. Um, like, these guys are physical talents. Brady yeah. had none of that. Like, it, he, he was a six-round pick, and he looked like a six-round pick physically. Like, not impressive. Everybody's seen the combine video. Yeah. <laughs> the guy running. But if it's third and four... I'm more confident anybody. in him than anybody yeah. else. Like, and that's what they did. They just managed their like they won that game just by getting in third and fours. Brady would make a completion, and I, I feel like he was really going after Gibbons uh, yeah. the entire game. Um, just like, every I feel like he was targeting was him on Deion a lot. Deion Branch, I know he hit him. Well, for I guess he wouldn't have been that. You know, Gibbons had a Deion he Branch was, was on, on that team. team, but I guess he wouldn't have been that. Um, like being a small, speedy guy, that wasn't the day for him. You know, on slow no, track not. and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, to be honest with you, Brady's only like big downfield throws are like the plays where I just said where I thought they should yeah. have been intercepted. <laughs> so, and the Colts didn't really learn that lesson with Peyton, where they were still trying to run the stuff that they run in the RCA right. dome. And it's like, I, and part of me wanted to scream at the, at the TV, telling Tony Jones, he's like, you're, you're playing in a snow globe. Like, you're, you're not at the RCA Dome. You're not playing yeah. on AstroTurf. And that was back when, like, the AstroTurf was, like, basically yeah. carpet over concrete. There was, like, that looked oh. awful to play on, by the way. Like, I, Do you know what, uh, like, uh, I've kind of realized recently? I can't believe how long it still lasted. For whatever reason, I thought all AstroTurf was gone after 2001 until recently when I, like, when you... No, because the, like, the Colts had, had it until, like, 04. 
Yeah. And then I think the Lions were like the first team. Well, that yeah, the Lions were the first when team. Field and I remember the, the, when the Bears played down in Champaign-Urbana uh, in 2002, they they were on um, artificial turf that year. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, like, but, like, for the Patriots, know your environment. Or for the Colts, like, they didn't really, like, get what environment yeah. they were in. They just kind of ran their off and I and the only time they really like decided to kind of play in their conditions they walked right down yeah. the field and scored a touchdown so that that was if I'm a Colts fan like I'm a little irritated because I think if they play their game or like not if they if they adapt better in the conditions like the Patriots did they probably win the game and then you mentioned the fourth quarter uh, and I kind of agree with you yeah Colts just didn't play with it. Yeah, you know, um, again, after all that, um, New England was – or Indianapolis was still in the game. Indianapolis um, made a great game-saving play. Like, New England was about to walk away with the game early in the fourth quarter, and Walt Harris, another former Bear, had an interception in the end zone. It kept Indianapolis in the game. So they're down two touchdowns. Again, as we said, um, you know, the, the – the Patriots were inviting them to run. Uh, and instead of running, um, the Colts started just going through like kind of a quicker, shorter pass game. But man, they took a long time. They took a really long time. The first possession they had in the fourth quarter, they took over with 1328. Now they're down two touchdowns. Um, it took them five minutes to just get to the 30 yard line of, or excuse me, the 26-yard line of um, New England. And then there was a play there, or 27-yard line about. There was a play there. It's just funny how different the NFL is now versus then. Um, Peyton Manning threw a pass to um, to Reggie Wayne. It was like a perfect, it looked like maybe, um, I don't know if New England was in a, they must have been like in a cover too because there was a little pocket behind the corner in front of the safety. And Manning lofted one to Reggie Wayne, and he did drop it. Now, I kind of wonder if he did lead him into this, but Reggie Wayne took a massive head-to-head hit. No call. <laughs> it was like, I, I mean, he, if he catches it, different, different era. era. If he catches it, he's it's a first down. But if it's today, even if he doesn't catch it, uh, you know, hit, uh, unnecessary roughness, hit on the defenseless receiver, half the distance to the goal. Now New England's inside the yeah. fifth, or not New England, Indianapolis is inside the 15. couple plays later. Yeah, I mean, it may, it really does, I mean, the, ga- the wow. game is completely different because like you said, if, if they get a free 15 yards or they're half the distance to the goal and they get an extension, yeah. I mean, they cut it to one score, they get a stop. It's, it's Suddenly a it's game. like they yes. have a chance to win. Um, like, they... And so, then, I, and that makes me appreciate that the '03 era more because when you like, and I, I I'm not against like yes, player safety right. and all that. Like I get why you, you why you have these rules in place. Like head hunting should not yeah. be a part of the game. Uh, like you want the players to be healthy. I'm for that. What I do miss is like where a touchdown feels yes good because now. And like my least favorite rule is pass interference in the NFL. I think it's, that's it's the dumbest ruined. thing where they get the the like the spot of the it was like yeah. this in 03, but like the spot of the foul 
on pass interference is it like the dumbest rule? All you have to do nowadays, like if you if your receiver is smart enough, the quarterback just needs to throw the ball in the vicinity, like and, and raise your arms. arms and try to fight back through the ball, and you're going to get the call. You know, it's it's that simple. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's wow, really good, good at it that. when he's never not wide open. Yeah. Um, hey, and get and I'm not blaming the player. I'm I'm blaming yeah. the game, like in terms of that, like. But I think overall, this game to me, it was one of Belichick's best. His team was better prepared. It seized their opportunities. I think they won the line of scrimmage. They adapted to the conditions. It was yeah. a masterclass, and it also shaped the, I want to say, the narrative around Peyton Manning yes. against Tom Brady. Because, remember, I like I said, going into that season, Manning was, you know, 0 for 5, or I guess it's technically 0 for, 0 for 3, and, but no playoff wins in five yeah. seasons. And in year six, he finally wins, but he still loses to Brady. And then Brady's on his way to his second Super Bowl, and he's about yeah. to win his second. So, and then that's where the debate really started, Brady versus Manning. And then that's, like, pretty much the most annoying debate that we had outside of Kobe versus LeBron or LeBron yeah. versus Michael Jordan. I'm and going. We, yeah, we, we, and we're not going to go into that. Will. Everybody's heard that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you can yeah. turn on first take. If Please. you want to listen to that, but like, and, and I think that the other thing, my biggest takeaway is number one, Peyton Manning had a great career. Um, I think he's top five mm-hmm. all time. Certainly, uh, the MVPs speak for themselves. He he won mul- multiple Super Bowls. He got to three. Um, I also think there's something to be said for him turning around a complete dumpster fire of a franchise and making them relevant mm-hmm. for 15 years. Um, but I, like I said, I think my biggest takeaway on the Colts side of things is, and, and, and this speaks to the modern game is you have to be patient, man. Like I, how many times are we just going to be, uh, there's like McVay just punts Jared Goff, like at the end of yeah. his rookie deal, even though he had, he had had more playoff success yeah. than Peyton or Manning. Or Stafford like, who's and, come in. Since I mean I know Stafford won the yeah. Super Bowl, but with him, but he I yeah. mean Goff had yeah. That's just yeah. an example that and, and yeah I mean and so well just even to add on what my what I take away from Indianapolis and you you see it what what happened with Buffalo the other night. Certain teams just don't seem like they're ready sometimes, or they never will be. Indianapolis did not yeah. give off the team. They were a great team in 03. There's no doubt about it. Like they, I mean, unbelievable offense. They were on fire in the playoffs. That was that game was looked forward to for a reason. It didn't live up to its billing, obviously. Yeah. But Indianapolis didn't look like they were ready for a Super Bowl in 2003. They had to they to win a Super Bowl for them, they had to do one of two things. They had to become a physically tougher team and like a bad a better yeah. bad weather team or just be so damn good in the regular that season they get kind of did both they yeah. get home field advantage they did they tried the, yeah. the first route 
in the 2000, what was it? Five 2000, the 2005 season, but yeah. they lost to Pittsburgh. So that didn't work. But in finally in 06, they ended up winning the Super Bowl. And they actually went on the road uh, mm-hmm. to Baltimore uh, for the Beautiful. divisional round. Very tough. They team. hosted New England. And and then, yeah, yeah. then they slayed the dragon the in men- the AFC championship. Yeah. And, and they slayed the dragon, but the way they did it, they came back. And I think what I thought the difference was is I, to me by the 06 team, they were uh, not as talented, honestly. Like they didn't, they didn't have like as much. Well, Marvin Harrison was older. Like, at least from yeah. a DV. Yeah. Marvin Harrison was 10 years into his career at this point. But so like, they weren't to me as I, they they had a lot of names, but I, I would say they weren't as uh, like from a DVOA yeah. standpoint, they right. weren't as great. But what they were is like they just kind of were resilient, and, and I thought that was a really great coaching job yes. by Dungey. Um, so, all in all, I think. But my biggest takeaway, like I said, is like people that want to label, you know. Dak Prescott, who's going into mm-hmm. year eight now. Um, I'm not saying Dak, I would rank. I'm not saying I would rank yes. Dak top five, but like um, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. Tua, Justin Fields. No, like, <laughs> I mean, there there is an argument there, yes, but it's it's not. Yeah, you, you gotta have a you gotta have some parameter of like success right. in the yeah. regular season because like because I think. Peyton Manning showed he was obviously yeah. very good yeah, in his first MVPs five, six seasons. Before he won a Super Bowl. But he didn't have a lot of success. And the one time he made the AFC Championship game, he went uh, one touchdown, four picks, 35.5 passer rating. Yeah. So, And then his, his big rival was on his way to winning his second title yeah. in three years. And, they did, and then he beat him and, again the next year. So I think that's the biggest takeaway. I think is you got to learn to be patient. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's that's Colts Patriots 2003 AFC Championship game. Last segment uh, before we head out, we'll just do our uh, AFC and NFC title game picks. Should take only a couple of minutes. Starting out AFC championship that's that's the first one right it's the AFC goes first this yes year. yeah they start off first this year so Chiefs at the Ravens Baltimore f- hosting their first AFC title game which kind of blew my mind because they're like a pretty it was wild they're yeah. a regular playoff team they would have hosted in 06 yeah you're right had they had in 19 um, and in 19 yeah it was it was only the second time they've ever had home field advantage in the in the playoffs so yeah. That's saying something. So, who do you have one in? I like Baltimore just because. I mean, I, I I think Baltimore wins, but I don't like if you're betting on it. I like I don't think Kansas City is going to get blown out in this game. I think this is no. going to be one of those games where Kansas City is going to give them every punch. They're going to be. I think Kansas City is going to look like the better coach team, but I think Baltimore is the. I just I can't I can't pick against a team that historically speaking is like number f- what are they number four number five all time 
Yeah, and weighted DVOA, they're like up there with the 85 Bears and, and the 96 Packers yeah. by this point of the season. So those teams, especially at home, I'm not picking against I'm not picking against Baltimore here. Yeah. Um Baltimore by every metric is is I mean, we're talking all time great football team right now. And they beat another all time great football team earlier this year in San Francisco. And by a large margin. Um, by a large margin in their house. I, I I'm going Kansas City. My you're going Kansas City though. I am gonna go Kansas uh, City. Oh God, you're gonna- the reason being yes, it's gonna be a massive I think it's close. Somebody floated I think it's gonna be close, yes. Either way. Three weeks ago I would have said Baltimore's waltzing to the Super Bowl. Even even Saturday, I would have said Baltimore's waltzing to the Super Bowl. But it's Mahomes. But it's Mahomes. And do you know what? Kansas City, over the last two weeks, looks a lot better than they did a month ago. It's because they're getting the ball to Kelsey again. They're, they're getting the ball to Kelsey. Rache Rice, is look, they're, um, they have a good... Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is actually running the ball okay. He's a good spell for Pacheco. And that defense is fantastic. I think Steve Spagnuolo is going to have... You're not going to stop Lamar Jackson, but I think he's going to contain him. What? Lamar had his best game ever in the playoffs the other day. I don't know if he's going to have a game as good as that again. I think he would need to play as good next week I think or on K- Sunday. I think Kansas City wins what will happen. Because like, I did this for the Packers 49er games. I was like, a few things have to happen for Green Bay to pull off this upset. Which What's the line of this Ravens-Chiefs game, by the way? Um, can't be more than like four and a half. So Ravens are a favorite, but not a heavy favorite. So, yeah, I think for this game, I think it's going to, it's going to come down to Kansas city. Can they get like a tipped pass for an interception? Yeah. Can they, or will Baltimore miss a kick? I mean, Buffalo probably wins that game. If three and a half to Baltimore. Buffalo probably beats them if a couple of bounces. Well, then again, I, I say that, but Buffalo had a lot of bounces go their way and they still didn't win. So and Kansas city, um, <laughs> as close as the score was and as close as, you know, missing a kick with a minute to go, Kansas city had three yards more per play than Buffalo did. Like Kansas city really controlled that game. You know, you fumble at the two yard line into the end zone. Um, and then they didn't take advantage of that soft P.I. call. Uh, usually that's like a death nail. You give Kansas City an extra chance like that, and they're not going to let you. But Kansas City let Buffalo hang around the other night. Um, I still think Buffalo played well, but not you know not to take away from what's going on this Sunday. But, yeah, I, I just – it's hard. Um, I know it's not like I have to see Mahomes lose because he has lost. He lost the Super Bowl. He lost the AFC title twice um but it's it's still hard to picture it um I think Kansas City or I think yeah I'll say Kansas City by like a field goal game winner yeah but I'm going Baltimore by a touchdown um so I actually <laughs> I guess if talking about betting I would cover. I would think they would cover the game I just think Baltimore is so good I and uh, I think if they weren't, I think they were, if they were just an average one seed, I I would pick Kansas City to win this game. But Baltimore, 
just they kind of fit the profile of a team that like I think waltz, they should waltzes to the Super Bowl. So I'm just gonna go by and, and, and if if we are people that want that in our and we should be we people should want that like a team we want the best teams built that good that we want the best teams to win. It should be Baltimore. Okay, Kirk Herbstreit. It's only about the best teams getting in. It's like, well. What do you think Florida State could be? <laughs> by the way, I hate. I, it's about having the four best teams. It's like, well, I mean, you could also make the argument where I think Michigan's the Georgia. best team. Why don't we just not have a playoff? And we just. <laughs> yeah, just give it to them yeah. now. They could have, anyways. Yeah. I mean. The play, uh, to me, a playoff is about. Like it's you earn a spot to, for the chance to play for a champ, but I, I don't want to get off topic. So I'm taking Ravens. You're taking Chiefs. NFC yeah. title game. I've thought about this one a lot. I feel really good about it. Yeah, 49ers. Storybook comes to an end. I'm sorry. Like Detroit, it's I, been I cute. It's, I actually think San Francisco might throttle them. I think it, yeah, I think it's gonna be like 31 to 10. Um, I think it's like 1991 all over again when Detroit, the last time they were in the NFC title game and they played Washington, they had, you know, everybody was behind them because they beat Dallas. They destroyed Dallas in the divisional playoffs. And then Washington, I think Washington scored on the first play of the game. I think Detroit lost the uh, Detroit lost the NFC when um, Anders Carlson missed his field goal because I don't think Green Bay would have beat Detroit. Uh, on the road, yeah, and, would have been very hard. Yeah, they would have gotten us. They would have gotten Green Bay at home, and then number two, Green Bay was probably one of the worst matchups for San Francisco. I thought more about this this week uh, after yeah. the game because Green Bay has a lot of talent outside the numbers. Uh, they have mm-hmm. probably four capable receivers. I mean, obviously Watson, Dobbs, like Jaden Reed. Melton, they and the, even their tight ends can can get out wide and make problems on the perimeter for, for San Francisco. Detroit's strength, like in the passing game, is Laporta. I really think it's Laporta as their difference maker. Like yeah, Saint Brown's great; he's an accumulator of stats. Yeah, but I mean Laporta to me is the X factor for that team, and I think he's a comfort zone type player for golf. They're gonna take. Yeah. They're gonna take Laporta away, and like no, and that's so hard to say because he's so good. But if there's mm-hmm. one team that's gonna take him out of the game, it's this team. It's Fred Warner yes. is the best cover linebacker in the league. It's a horrible matchup for for Detroit. I I think San Francisco wins thirty one to ten. And the other thing is Brock Purdy played like shit last week. Just not a good like Shanahan. Not a good game from him. Uh, in terms of mm-hmm. game management, I don't think they're going to let that happen twice either. I don't think so I think, either. I think inter- if somebody was going to get San Francisco, it was last week. Green Bay had a shot. They didn't quite get it done. San Francisco rolls, uh, I think, over Detroit. 31-10 to 10 is my score. Yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco, I'd say, by two touchdowns. Uh, two touchdowns never seems like it's that much, but it's going to be a game where I think – there's not going to be any second guessing. Um, I think Kittle has a huge. And D, if Debo plays, that's going to be even tougher for Detroit. Yeah, but I think Kittle has a huge day. I think Debo will play. I mean, it's early in the week. We're doing this on Wednesday. They, I mean, Tuesday. It's Tuesday. My bad. 
we're we're releasing this on Wednesday, so we'll know the practice reports yes. by the time this is released. But I think Debo will play. Um, that would be my one hesitation with San Francisco is when Debo's not in the game, I think that makes problems for Purdy. Um, because really, really the way the 49ers offense is so good is they're so damn multiple. They can beat you at every level of the yeah. field. They can beat you out of the backfield. They can beat you in the middle. They can do it out wide. And then Debo can kind of do it everywhere. Um, he can be in the backfield. He can be in the slot. He can be out wide. He's just like they're, they're really their joker, I guess, uh, is how I would I would label him. He's just everywhere. And uh, right. when he's not in the game, I think it, it becomes uh, you can account for all of them. But when he's in the game, it's just too damn much. Like it, You have to have yeah. – I think the I one team that can probably figure out how to stop that, or at least to contain that, is Baltimore, Baltimore. probably. So, yeah. and that's the matchup I'm hoping for. I think that would be a really f- that would be one of the best Super Bowls of all time uh, on paper, certainly easily. So that's what we're hoping for because I think if Detroit were to win and Baltimore wins, then Detroit would be like, oh, it'll be brutal. It, and actually, yeah. Kansas City getting a second knock at Detroit. That's the one thing, though, is like, because you give Mahomes and Andy Reid two weeks. Yeah. And and you can't take away the freaking luck factor for the Chiefs. Like, there's just something about. Yeah. Like, they just they hang around. T Swift witchcraft. Didn't you hear about it? Yeah. Well, you know the NFL <laughs> scripted, right? <laughs> 